What is up everyone? It's Quinn here and I have another draft strategy video for you all. So a couple days ago, I went through the best uh, early round draft strategy. So picks one through four. Today, we're gonna be focusing on the middle of the first round. So the best strategy, if you're picking from picks five through eight, I'm gonna be going through some of the best targets that you guys should be looking for in the early rounds. You know, when you're picking from five through eight, just some overall kind of general draft strategy tips for this range. And then also just breaking down four different mock drafts. So I've got a mock from pick five, six, seven, and eight, just kind of talking through my strategy and showing you how some of these drafts can go. If you guys enjoy the video, you think it's helpful, um, do me a huge favor, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. And uh, also you can go check out the other draft strategy video. I'm gonna have a late first round pick coming out in a couple of days also. But thank you all so much for stopping by and let's just jump right into it. So we're gonna start off with some of the best round one targets. And as you can see here on the graphic, these are a list of potential players who might be available when you're picking, you know, five, six, seven, or eight. And you can see I have the players, I have their positional rankings, this is where they're ranked per ADP, and then you can see their ADP. And that ADP is a combination of Sleeper, ESPN, and Yahoo. Kind of wanted to get a well-rounded set of consensus ADP for this. So that's that number next to their like, you know, positional rank. And then these players are also color-coded based on how willing I would be to draft them in this range. So green means I think these guys are great picks. I think they're solid values. Yellow is, you know, I think they're an okay pick. Maybe I don't love it, but I'm fine with it. And then red is I would be avoiding guys in this range. So we, let's just start off by talking about some of the wide receivers I'd be interested in here. For me, if Jamar Chase is falling to pick five or later, I'm all in. I think he's a smash pick. And then there's two other wide receivers I really like here, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill. I'd be willing to take those players as early as pick four. For me, I have a big three of Jefferson, Chase, and uh, Christian McCaffrey. I think you can make a strong argument that Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill are right after those guys. And then I also do just want to give a shout out to uh, Stefan Diggs because I think he is someone you should be considering with your number eight pick. Um, you know, if some of these other players are already off the board, he didn't quite get here in terms of the ADP, but I do think he could be considered as a uh, top eight fantasy pick. Travis Kelsey, I have him as yellow here. I'm okay if you pick him pretty much anywhere from like six, seven, eight. For me, he's my ninth overall player, so I don't really love the idea of picking him top eight, but I understand, you know, the upside of the positional advantage. For me, just a little bit concerned about the age, not saying he's going to fall off the cliff, but I do think the risk is there, and I just don't know if the same risk is there for, you know, some of these other players going in the same range. And then the two reds I have here are Jonathan Taylor and Saquon Barkley. For me, there is a significant tier break between the Eckler-Bijan tier, however you have those guys ordered, and then how I view Jonathan Taylor and Saquon Barkley. I'd be fine to take JT or Saquon at the two, or sorry, the one-two turn. I'm just not willing to spend a, a mid first round pick on those guys. So those are the players I'm looking at in the mid first round. If you can get one of Chase, Eckler, Cup, Bijan, or Tyree Kill, I feel like at this spot, it's honestly a win. Now let's shift into round two, take a look at some of the players who might be available here. And I do think this is a really solid spot to be picking in the second round. I feel like you're going to have your choice of some really solid wide receivers or some really solid running backs. So let's just knock out the wide receivers first. These are all guys I have uh, in green. So C.D. Lamb, Amon Ra St. Brown, Garrett Wilson. C.D. Lamb and Amon Ra are both guys I value as like first round picks. 
at worst, like one, two turn guys. So if you're able to draft these players in uh, mid round two, I think it's an absolute steal. For Garrett Wilson, not quite as high on Wilson as like consensus, um, but I still think he's a really strong pick here in the mid-second round. Great rookie season, getting a significant quarterback upgrade with Aaron Rodgers. Now looking at some of these running backs, we've got Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb, and uh, Tony Pollard. Actually, I'm sorry, I skipped over A.J. Brown there. Another guy I'm not quite as high on, but I still think he's a solid pick. I would go Amon Ra over A.J. Brown, but you know, we're kind of nitpicking at this point. Now looking at the running backs, Jacobs, Chubb, and Tony Pollard. For me, I have Jacobs here in yellow, and that's just because there's a few running backs going um, after him in terms of ADP that I would prefer. I'd prefer Nick Chubb. I'd also prefer Tony Pollard. I'd even prefer a guy like uh, Brees Hall, who I believe is going at like the two, three turn in terms of this uh, ADP. So if you do like Jacobs ahead of those guys, like I'm fine with you spending a mid-second round pick. Um, but for me, that's why he's a yellow. Nick Chubb, Tony Pollard. If these guys are going to be your, you know, RB2 after a Bijan or Eckler start, I think you're set up great for a double hero RB build. If these guys are going to be your RB1 after a Tyreek Hill, a Cooper Cup pick, I think they're very serviceable RB1s also. So like those guys. And then the one red here is going to be Josh Allen. He's going off as the QB2. Um, more like back end second round, but if Mahomes goes here, you know, people are going to consider Josh Allen. The way that I look at this and the way that I've been looking at these mocks is that there's probably going to be someone who's going to reach for a second round quarterback, one of Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, or uh, Patrick Mahomes. It's just not something I'm going to be willing to do. With these mocks, what I've seen is one of these quarterbacks goes round two, one of them goes like early round three, and then a lot of the times you'll see one of these guys kind of fall to like mid to late third round. I just don't want to be the guy who's reaching mid second round to get a Josh Allen when you might be able to get a Jalen Hurts late in the third or a Lamar Jackson at the three, four turn, or even somewhere in the fourth round, you know, a Fields at the four five turn. Those are just values I much prefer over getting one of these, uh, you know, round two quarterbacks, especially when you have studs on the board like CeeDee Lamb, Amon Ra, Nick Chubb, Tony Pollard just a spot where I'd be looking to go uh, you know, with another position. Now, shifting into some of my round three targets, let's start off by talking about the running backs here. So there's just going to be two, honestly, in this range, Ramondre Stevenson and Najee Harris. So Ramondre, I think he's a great pick at this spot. I have kind of like a big tier three, I believe, of running backs, or it might be like a tier four. You know, you've got CMC, Eckler, Bijan, those guys up there. JT, Saquon, you could argue like Chubb Pollard, but then there's like that big tier of Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, uh, Brees Hall, Ramondre, all of those guys. I'd be fine to really take any of those dudes late second round. So if I'm getting Ramondre mid third, I think that's a steal. Obviously, this would be like barring the signing of um, Delvin Cook, but honestly, he still might stay there even if that happens. The guy, uh, the running back right below him, Najee, not a huge fan of at this ADP. I do think there's a drop-off from Ramondre to Najee Harris. I'd consider Najee at like the 2-3 turn, or sorry, the 3-4 turn, but I still don't even think I would love it there. And then I do just want to give an honorable mention to Jameer Gibbs, because he didn't end up here in terms of his ADP, but I honestly, he's someone I would be considering at this spot, you know, if some of these other guys are already picked. We've got Mark Andrews at tight end. I think he's a great option in the mid-third round. You're getting a high-end, elite tight end one. 
definitely someone you should be interested in. Some wide receivers, T. Higgins, Devonta Smith. These are guys that are going as like late second, two, three turn guys on other platforms. So I think if you're getting them mid third, it's a steal. Um, Chris Olave, another guy. I actually have Olave ranked ahead of Higgins and Devonta Smith, and he's going like three, four turn. I'd be totally interested in him uh, mid third round. The only wide receiver I don't love in this range is DK Metcalf. He's just someone I'm going to be lower on than consensus. I'd prefer other guys like Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper, even a Keenan Allen over Metcalf. And then Burrow here just can't pull the trigger on QB4 Burrow. I have both Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields ranked ahead of him. So that's why I'm not really interested in Burrow here in the mid third round. But now let's get into the uh, mock drafts. So we're going to start it off by going with pick five. This was two running backs, two wide receivers, uh, a tight end, and then a flex in terms of the lineup. And this was a spot where I actually started off with an elite wide receiver one. So I had the option of going with an Austin Eckler or a Bijan Robinson. For this specific one, PPR scoring, I went with Tyreek Hill. You know, like I said, I think if you're getting really any of Hill, Cup, Eckler, or Bijan in this range, I view it as a big win here. So Tyreek Hill at the 105. Then in the second round, This is a spot where I didn't know if I would like a running back in the third round, so I wanted to get my first running back here. I went with Tony Pollard. This is something I talked about in my first draft strategy video. What I have seen is that if you do not leave the first three rounds with at least one running back that you like, I feel like you're just not setting yourself up great moving forward. And it's not necessarily because, like, I think the wide receivers are bad. Like, I think in a vacuum, you know, maybe some people would prefer these wide receivers over the running backs. But I think once you start to get into these middle rounds, right, we're looking at some of these wide receivers versus the running backs coming off the board. Like, do I want to pick round five Judy or like a round five Miles Sanders or James Conner? Like, I'm taking the wide receiver in that range. Whereas early on, I think these running backs are still really strong. So I went Tony Pollard round two, start off one wide receiver, one running back. Then we get around to uh, round three. And for me, this was a pretty clear pick here. A lot of the uh, top running backs were already off the board. A lot of the top wide receivers were off the board. So this pick actually came down to Mark Andrews and Jameer Gibbs. I do prefer Andrews, you know, consider Jameer Gibbs, just worried about maybe not getting a good second running back um, until later on in the draft. But somehow, Jameer Gibbs falls to the mid-fourth round, so he ends up being an absolute steal there. Jameer Gibbs, I like I said, I would have considered him in the mid-third. I get him in the mid-fourth. So, so far, we're one wide receiver, two running backs, and a tight end. This is a spot where, you know, looking at ADP, I really like the value on the wide receivers. So I just fire off four straight wide receiver picks. We go Jerry Judy, Mike Williams, Deontay Johnson, and Jackson Smith and Jigba. I feel confident about my two running backs. We now have three wide receivers in our starting lineup with Tyreek Hill, Judy, and then Williams in the flex. And then we have Deontay and JSN as you know potential flex options for injuries, bye weeks, all of that stuff. Now, since we had kind of neglected the quarterback position at this point, we didn't get one of those elite options. This is where I snagged Anthony Richardson. I know a lot of people aren't going to be this high on Anthony Richardson. For me, I really like the upside. I think his legs are going to be a huge asset for fantasy football. And it's kind of a spot where if I think there's going to be solid streaming options available, 
Obviously, Anthony Richardson is not a very safe pick, but if I think there are going to be week-to-week quality options on waivers, I'm willing to take him. I'm also willing to take him if I'm going to go out and draft a second quarterback, and that's exactly what I did here. So I went Anthony Richardson in round nine, then I went with Daniel Jones in round 11. I think Daniel Jones is like a fringe QB1. I think he's someone who can be relied upon week to week. So I like kind of like the two quarterbacks I have here in my lineup. And then since I had gone so in on the wide receiver position, just wanted to finish it up with some running backs. So Damian Harris round 10 and then Jalen Warren round 12. So I honestly really like the way this draft kind of played out. I feel like, you know, round one, round two, pretty, you know, in line with ADP. I think we got some values with Andrews in round three, Jameer Gibbs in round four, and then I do really like the uh, wide receivers we kind of picked up in rounds uh, five through eight. So now let's look at a uh, mock draft from the 106, and I kind of took a different strategy in this video. So instead of going wide receiver, I had the option, could have gone Tyreek Hill, switched it up a little bit. I went with Bijan Robinson. You could go Bijan Eckler, you know, whatever you want. Not going to uh, push back super hard on either one of those dudes. I go Bijan Robinson here at the uh, 106. And then I wanted to kind of see what it would look like with like a double hero RB build going running backs in the first two rounds. So I went Bijan round one, turn around, went with Tony Pollard again in the uh, second round. Then heading into the third round, this was a spot where I went with Calvin Ridley. Now, I think the mid third round is interesting because I think there's going to be certain drafts where you get some value falling to you, whether it's a Mark Andrews, whether it's like a T. Higgins, Devonta Smith, maybe it's like a, you know, a running back, a Brees Hall, Ramondre falling to you. I think that's a way where you can get some really nice value. But I also think you can kind of get stuck in a spot where you don't necessarily love the pick. Like in other drafts, I've been able to get Ridley at the uh, 3-4 turn. So do I love spending a mid-third round pick on him? Not really. I guess I could have gone with a Jalen Hurts. Um, For me, just wasn't interested at that point. So I went Calvin Ridley to be my wide receiver one. Would I have preferred a Olave, Higgins, Devonta Smith? Sure, but I still think Ridley is a solid option. Then in the fourth round, we see Lamar Jackson fall to the mid-fourth. I have Lamar Jackson in a tier with Hurts. Allen and Mahomes. So if those guys are going, you know, second to third round and I can get Lamar in the mid fourth, I'm going to pull the trigger on it. So through four rounds, we have our two running backs, our wide receiver one, and then our QB one. I then just go through, just spam the wide receiver position, Mike Williams, Brandon Ayuk, Jordan Addison, George Pickens. I think I forgot to mention at the beginning, uh, this is PPR. We had two running backs, two wide receivers, and then two flex spots this time. So I've got the wide receivers. Um, Those dudes have filled out the flex and then Pickens uh, one spot on the bench. This was a draft where we didn't go tight end early on. So I kind of needed to, you know, get a tight end in the later rounds. I drafted Pat Frymuth in round nine. You know, not a guy who's probably going to have a crazy high ceiling, but, you know, I think he's serviceable as like a back end tight end one, maybe has like mid-tier tight end one upside this season. Got one more wide receiver in Rashad Bateman, especially when I go running backs early on. Like I want wide receivers through my flexes compared to like the running backs we're drafting in this area. So George Pickens, Rashad Bateman, both on my bench. Those are guys that can filter in for bye weeks or uh, injuries. And then since we hadn't drafted any running backs since the first two rounds, just kind of, you know, hit the draft button on Jarek McKinnon and Tank Bigsby. Um, McKinnon could have some week-to-week value. Bigsby, maybe some week-to-week value in a committee, but, you know, probably more just like a handcuff guy. But someone I like is a late-round running back. So I actually do like the way this draft played out. 
I think our wide receivers probably could be a little bit stronger in terms of like, you know, upside wise, um, like Ridley is my wide receiver one, Williams is wide receiver two. These are guys where in the grand scheme of things, Ridley is like a higher end wide receiver two. Mike Williams is like a back end wide receiver two. So it could have gone a little bit better that way, but I think it was all right, you know, starting off running back, running back. Now let's look at our draft from uh, pick 107. So this was a draft where I went running back again. Um, instead of Bijan Robinson this time, I went Austin Eckler at the 107. And then in round two, I ended up going with a wide receiver for the first time in this video. I think I went Pollard in the uh, previous two drafts. So I go Jalen Waddle. We start off one running back, one wide receiver. At this point, kind of pretty flexible going into round three. If we have a value at wide receiver, a value at running back, value at tight end, I'm willing to take it. I'm on the clock here, and this pretty much came down to Brees Hall or Mark Andrews. And for me, I'm very high on Brees Hall. I have him ahead of Josh Jacobs. I have him like right behind like that Chubb Pollard area. So if you're going to give me third round Brees Hall, I'm going to take that all day long. I pulled the trigger on Brees Hall here in round three. So we start off two running backs, one wide receiver. And this is kind of what I was mentioning where, you know, last round, mid third round, maybe the value wasn't great on a Calvin Ridley, but you do have kind of like the upside of one of these big names slipping into the mid third round and you can capitalize like I did here with Brees Hall. Then once again, just kind of spamming the wide receiver position if we don't go wide receiver heavy early on. So I go Debo mid fourth round. Admittedly, not a big Debo guy, but you know if he's going to fall, I'll take him. Christian Watson, Mike Williams. I think Mike Williams is a great value in these drafts. Uh, Traylon Burks and George Pickens. Once again, this is PPR, two flexes. So we've got you know two wide receivers on our bench that I feel confident in. Maybe won't feel super confident in uh, Traylon Burks if they do end up signing DeAndre Hopkins, which is uh, you know kind of looks like that's where it's going. But this was obviously recorded before that. And then since we hadn't gone tight end yet, this is kind of a rare spot where we didn't go early tight end or early quarterback. So I go with David Njoku here. I do like him as like one of these later round tight ends. I think he's solid. We go Damian Harris as a uh, depth option at the running back position. I think I wanted to go Anthony Richardson there, but he got sniped right before us. So then we end up going Daniel Jones. Like I said in one of the previous drafts, I think Daniel Jones is a very serviceable quarterback here. And then we just rounded out the draft with some running backs, Roshan Johnson and Jalen Warren. Now shifting into the final draft, this is going to be from pick eight. And this is a spot where we went back to the wide receiver position. So I took Tyreek Hill in the uh, pick five draft. We're going Tyreek Hill again in the pick eight. There is just going to be a lot of variance in this range. I feel like that's something I've noticed. There's going to be drafts where, you know, Travis Kelsey goes like top three, kind of pushes all these other dudes back. And like I said, if you're just getting one of Hill, Cup, Eckler, or Bijan, I think you're really coming out ahead from this area. So we go Tyreek Hill round one. Then we go Jonathan Taylor round two. If you're going to give me like mid-second round Jonathan Taylor, I'm just going to have to take it. Then looking at round three, this was a call between Devonta Smith and Jameer Gibbs for me. Since I'd already gone Jameer Gibbs in one of these drafts, I think Devonta Smith is a great value at pick 308. So I go with Devonta Smith there, and then I followed it up with a uh, mid-fourth round Lamar Jackson like I did in one of the previous drafts. So two wide receivers, one running back, one quarterback. At this point, I may be a little bit concerned about that running back two slot. Not kind of sure, you know, what player I'm going to be getting there. I might just have to go with like a kind of hero RB build 
and try to get some dudes with some upside in the later rounds. So then I go Mike Williams round five, Chris Godwin round six. At this point, we have wide receivers through the flex. Um, so looking good there. Then in round seven, David Montgomery is available. And to be honest, I'm not like a huge David Montgomery guy this season, but I think round seven, when I didn't have an RB2, I feel like that price was you know pretty fair there for Montgomery. So I go him, he's gonna be my RB2. Then I go Traylon Burks in uh, round eight. Obviously, once again, before the uh, potential D-hop move, Zach Charbonnet, I think a solid running back three, has some week-to-week like uh, committee value, also has the handcuff value with Kenneth Walker. Then I go Bateman round 10. Rashad Bateman in round 10, I think is great. And then this was another spot where we didn't go early tight end. So we go with Tyler Higby here. I didn't think the value was there early on on like an Njoku, a Fryermuth, um, and Evan Ingram. So, you know, we end up kind of stuck with one of these later round tight ends. But if I'm going to just totally punt the tight end position, Higby's the guy I'm kind of looking for in those later rounds. Pretty much Higby or Kincaid. Those are the guys I'm looking at. And then just wrapping it up with a Jarek McKinnon. So overall, I feel like picks five through eight, there's a lot of variance with what you can do, especially early on in the drafts, right? You can start off wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver. You can start off running back, running back, running back. You can start off, you know, one, one. There's just a lot of different ways these drafts can kind of shake out, especially from this, you know, kind of draft range. You also have opportunities for like Mark Andrews in the mid third round. You have opportunities for if you want one of those elite quarterbacks mid third or honestly mid fourth, if you have a Lamar Jackson. So I think there's a lot of variance in this spot. I think you really want to be flexible from the start. I wouldn't be going into these drafts saying like, I'm going to go wide receiver, wide receiver, or I'm going to go running back, running back, because you just want to take the value and then kind of figure it out as your draft progresses. But that's pretty much going to wrap it up for this one. Let me know what you guys think. If you did stay all the way until the end, thank you. I appreciate it. Like I said at the top, going to have picks nine through 12 coming out in a couple of days. So stay tuned for that. But thank you all for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.